Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. Welcome to this episode of Save Them Podcast. Today, uh, we're going to look at a little bit of scripture that I came across this week when I was doing my morning Bible reading. And, um, you know, with all the stuff going on in the world and uh, constantly finding you know, myself in the middle of different things, I've really been praying for, for wisdom and insight into navigating some pretty treacherous and unpredictable waters. And so, um, call it the Holy Spirit, call it uh, <laughs> a good dose of rational thought. Either way, um, I really felt led to jump into the book of Proverbs. And so, I hadn't been in Proverbs for quite some time. Um, poof, I mean, as far as a deep study on Proverbs, probably been almost a decade. Uh, so it's it's been a long time, um, and that's pretty much an indictment on how little I <laughs> am scholarly, scholarly, <laughs> I'm exploring the word, but you know, so be it. Um, it's just one of those things. But hey, uh, I wanted to share this with you because it really stuck out to me. And, and obviously in this work, in the fight against human trafficking, we, well, let me just say this. I One of the most common questions I get, especially from men, uh, whenever I talk about what we do is, how do you deal with the righteous indignation? And it's a tough question. Um, it's a good question because it's a, it's one that has featured strongly throughout this journey. And uh, early on, you just kind of had to, we had to realize that either this walk is walking as the hands and, you know, as the feet of the Lord and he was going to lead us and direct us or it was going to be our own journey. And so when you walk in obedience to the Lord, you just have to realize that he's going to fight your fights. Um, and so you do the task in front of you and for the rest, he's got the big picture. If you don't believe that, if you believe that you're in control of, of all this stuff, then it can get really sticky really quickly because you're walking in a, a false paradigm. So anyways, so I, you know, wanted to cycle back into Proverbs. So that just praying that the Lord would uh, give myself, my team, my family, just my elders, my church, you know, just everybody that I come across with across um, just a sense of wisdom and clarity and a, a, a thirst for righteousness um, but also a thirst for appropriately handling the righteous indignation that surfaces within us when we see the horrible things that we see. And to not feel guilty about, about feeling bad, about feeling horrible and hateful towards the things of Satan and the things of the fallenness of the world. And this part of Proverbs really stuck out to me as I was reading through chapter six. And this little section here, it starts this way. It says, there are six things that the Lord hates. Well, hallelujah. I'm not alone. You know, uh, the, we're, we're not alone in hating. Um, actually, the Lord, our creator, he hates. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. So when we're made in his image, hate is one of the things that we're empowered with 
to help us have the uh, appropriate emotions of those things that are not of his character. That that kind of makes sense, right? Uh, So otherwise things like judgment and justice don't, don't make a lot of sense. So, um, let's, let me just read this. It's Proverbs chapter six. It's verses 16 to 19. All right. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Okay. So now that we're going to get our list of things, verse 17, haughty eyes, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Okay, so number one, haughty eyes. Two, a lying tongue. Three, hands that shed innocent blood. Four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Five, feet that make haste to run to evil. And six, a false witness who breathes out lies. Those are the six things that the Lord hates. And although all six of those are an abomination to him, there's one other one that he throws in here. And one who sows discord among brothers. That's interesting. So let's let's just let's just park on these a little bit, just in thinking about the things we're dealing with, thinking about our fight here at Save Them. And and your walk on the day in your daily basis, and you're you're caring about this topic of people being hurt by other people. So so what are things that the Lord hates? What what's in the Lord's character to to hate? To use that strong language of of hatred, complete reviling of things. All right. So first of all, haughty eyes. That's that's pretty. That's not that's not really in the mainstream of American culture, right? Um, to hate haughty eyes would actually be counterculture in the United States, and I think it's pretty fair to say that. Um, and then when I when I look at the notes, uh, and I'm using the uh, ESV Study Bible, it says here uh, for these verses for things the Lord hates. The repeated vocabulary in these verses uh, from the previous verses indicates that the things listed here are embodied in the character of the worthless person. Eyes, tongue, hands, feet, and mouth used for wrong purposes. So we're talking about those people who are operating outside of how the Lord created them to operate which makes their existence, their life, worthless. Um, the heart of a wicked, um, the devises wicked plans, and then uh, the same and the same evil intent of one who sows discord among brothers. So these behaviors that the Lord hates makes our existence worthless. Wow, that's pretty, pretty crazy. So having haughty eyes. Let me let me go ahead and I'm gonna pull up my internet browser here and I'm gonna go to the internets and get the definition of haughty. Now we might think we know what that means. Take a second. Say to yourself. Tell tell yourself the definition of haughty. Haughty. Okay. 
Um, well, I've pulled it up here on my trusty DuckDuckGo search engine. And haughty is an adjective meaning scornfully and condescendingly proud. Synonym would be arrogant. High, lofty, or bold. Disdainfully or contemptuously proud, arrogant, and overbearing. Wow, so this is, this is someone who's really full of pride, arrogance, and is condescendingly so towards others. All right, so having haughty eyes. When you look around the world around you and all you're doing is judging and condescending and wow. I mean, I'm so broken by this one because this is something that um, is a real problem for me because I, I like to be a problem solver and I can easily look at most any situation and uh, try to very quickly figure out how to fix it or make it right in my estimation. Um, and in the professional world, we call those consultants. <laughs> so, um, and I used to be one of these back in the day, you know, I was a consultant. So I could walk into any business and tell them how horribly wrong they were doing everything and then get them to pay me quite a bit of money to show them how right I am. Um, and then I would leave and then they were stuck with whatever recommendations I had. And whether it worked or not was really, uh, let's just say time would tell, right? But it was easy for me to come in and, and cherry pick. So, you know, when folks are sitting on the, the high wire, squawking at all those below, um, I, love, I love those who don't really do much but have a lot to say about those who do do things. It's, it's always amazingly interesting. And uh, there's this um, a friend of mine, he has this quote he says where he says, um, I like the way I do things better than the way that you don't do anything or so, something <laughs> to, to that effect. Um, so yeah, anyways, it's easy to criticize people. It's easy to look down on them. And guess what? The Lord hates that. Wow. It's an abomination. So we need to steer away from that. Next one is a lying tongue. Well, we all know what lies are. We know what untruths are. And what Proverbs is telling us here is that a lying tongue is hated by God. It's contrary to his character and it creates the condition of a worthless, wicked person. All right, so lies are a big deal. There's, there's, no, there's no real situation where um, you can just live a lot life of untruth and think, you know come away with it as it being not a big deal because guess what? The Lord sees all, he knows all, he hears all, right? So we're always standing under the judgment of our creator. And um, when the Lord God tells you he hates a lying tongue and that it's an abomination and that it's creating you to be a worthless person by your lying, um, it's time to turn away from that wickedness. So we need to be really careful about what we say and how we say it and the intention with which we say things. Okay, great. Um, so, so far we've looked at haughty eyes and a lying tongue. Both of those are a big deal in the world of counter-human trafficking. Um, it's, these are part and parcel of, our, of the modus operandi of our enemy. Um, they are constantly looking at the world around them and seeing how they can control, manipulate, and abuse them. And they will uh, use that manipulation to control the vulnerable. All right, we see this all the time. 
And then with the lying, I mean, okay, it's pretty obvious what that is. I mean, they just lie about everything. They tell you they're going to, you know, you're going to go work and you come back and they take all your money and, and they, they tell you, no, you're going to work your way out of your debt if you're in debt bondage. But no, not really. They kind of make it impossible. So they're lying to you all the time. Well, they are of their father, the devil. So I guess that does make sense, right? Wicked and an abomination. All right, let's move on here. A heart that devises wicked plans. So the heart is is your essence. It's your core. It's it's who you are, um, and it, it's it's your the lifeblood, not just of your body, but of your soul. And so, when your heart devises wicked plans, it means that you're you're pursuing and you're you're in love with and you're excited about and you're invested in wicked plans. You're trying to do things to hurt others. And that is very clear why the Lord would hate that and why it would be an abomination. So whenever we're putting together any kind of plans um, for anything, we should really think about are the plans we're putting in place in concert with the character of the Lord or are they in concert with wickedness? It's, it's, it should be obvious, but we, we do need to take the time to reflect on these things. Next, feet that make haste to run to evil. Man, this is so core to our work. What we find is that folks who get involved in these circles and these networks, um, they, they, they prioritize uh, working with other evil and wicked networks. You know, they, they really are impatient uh, to try to do anything outside of their, their evil plans, okay? They, they just want the shortcut. They just want to be operating against righteousness. They just want to fight against the church. They just want to hurt people. They have feet that make haste to run to evil, Right, they, they, they're scurrying as quickly as they can to get to the evil. They want to be in the ceremony. They want to be at the ritual. They want to be at the, the get-together where girls are paraded for, for purchase. You know, They want to be part of it, and they get there as quickly as they can. So it's kind of tied to the heart that devises wicked plans, but also speaks to the, the living out, the actioning, uh, the hurrying to, to go take advantage of the evilness within. Okay, so having feet that make haste to run to evil, the Lord hates that. It's an abomination, and it's core to being wicked and worthless. Wow, okay. Next, and this is the sixth one, a false witness who breathes out lies. You know, in all of the training that I do uh, with safe houses and, and other ministries, the first day when we do training, one of the core operating principles that I tell them, no matter who they are or what they're doing, is that there is one behavior that will destroy your operation. It will destroy your operation. And if you ever catch wind of it, you have to nip it in the bud and erase it from your organization immediately and without excuse or without hesitation. And what is it? It's having a false witness who breathes out lies. It is gossip. So 
gossip and rumor and innuendo and speaking behind people's backs, telling untruth, uh, creating a false picture of someone, placing intention on someone when intention was never there. And, you know, the mistake that somebody made was done to sabotage, but it wasn't really. It's just something just happened. And it's, it's all of this. So when you carry a false witness and you breathe out loud, so that this is key aspect of something that the Lord hates and that he, he, um, he only connects with wickedness and worthlessness. All right. Um, and now the very last thing that we're going to touch on is this, the seventh thing that the Lord mentions. The seventh thing is, is interesting because it's, it's not mentioned as in the, the, the list of six, the six things that the Lord hates. Um, but it is something that is an abomination to him. So, what he's saying here, as far, as far as I can understand it, and I'm just a layman, right? I'm just, you know, trying to use some logic here. But when I so when I look at this, I see, I see something that it's it's not something that the Lord hates, as in it is completely tied to being worthless and wicked and an abomination in in the sense of. Um, well, it is an abomination because it says it is, but I used the wrong word there. Um, damnable, I, I guess, uh, offense or whatever, like something that is completely on the side of evil. Um, but what it is, is it's a, a corrupted behavior of the brethren. It's a corrupted behavior of God's people. And we see this all the time. And it And it is kind of tied to the previous statement about false witness and breathing out lies and gossip, right? But um, it's specifically talking about how it's an abomination to the Lord when there is one who sows discord amongst his brethren. So when we're the church and we're on mission together and we're intentionally, intentionally trying to do things that break apart the unity of the body, and, and place parts of the body in opposition to one another and creating the inability for the body to work in harmony and unison. It's a behavior that is destructive, and that behavior is an abomination to the Lord. Now, that behavior can be rectified, and it, it, it can be repented of and restored, uh, which is, I, I think... I mean, you, please tell me if you think I'm I'm way off on this, but in my my pea brain here, um, I think it, it's it's a corrupted version of behavior within the Lord's children that He doesn't want us to do. But He's not saying that when it happens, we are pursuing pure evil, um, the way that the other six things would would do. Um, it's just that sometimes you know if if we get in let's say we get overly invested in our own agenda and our own agenda is creating fissures in the body. Um, we need to be cognizant of that and we need to back off or we need to look for compromise and not create discord amongst the brothers, but rather look where we can have unity amongst the brothers and harmony amongst the brothers. So try to take a different approach or strategy because anything that creates that discord is is an abomination. So, anyways, that's just kind of how I look at it. I and mean, you might see it differently, or you might actually um, 
be more educated in the Bible and know exactly what it says. <laughs> but I'm just a guy who reads the Bible and prays and tries to understand things best I can. Because um, honestly, um, my calling is to uh, run a counter human trafficking operation, not necessarily to go to seminary <laughs> and, and get a, a degree in Hebrew and Greek and all that. But not that I don't love those things. It's just, it's just, that's not what the Lord has me doing. Um, you know, there are a lot of us out there who aren't on that path. So we still have to be able to read the Bible without being a scholar. And we have to prayerfully reflect on it and let the Holy Spirit guide us and help us discern his word and, and apply it to our lives. So that's all I'm trying to do here. And I just wanted to share that with you. It's these things tie very, very concretely to our, our work, but also just our walk as believers in Christ. And um, so that, you know, we can walk more like Jesus and always be refined by by the Lord's fire, right? And he puts us into these environments where it's iron sharpening iron. Well, let's, let's be thoughtful and, and contemplative so as to not sow discord. And most definitely to never reflect haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies. Those can never be part of who we are. Um, and it just occurred to me <laughs> as I'm reading back through that um, I just plain skipped over hands that shed innocent blood. Maybe you um, caught me on that. I, I, that one's so stinking obvious. I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on that. But uh, I will say it's important that we hate that as much as the Lord does. And that applies to everything. And when we see hands that are shedding innocent blood, whether it be abortion or in a wartime scenario, I mean, I just, just heard reports of hospitals being blown up and, you know, you got schools being blown up and you got children's blood being shed. Those children did nothing. They're just children, right? So the Lord hates that. So there's never an excuse for it to say, oh, that's just the way it is. No, it's it's not just the way it is because it, it grieves the Lord so much that he says he hates it. Hate, hate. Okay, so there, we, you know, we just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you can't ever excuse away, like uh, for example, on the abortion thing. Uh, you, you can't say that a woman has a right to kill her child. You, you can't say that. Because you're saying that a woman has the right for her hands to shed innocent blood. Well, if you don't take the position that that's wrong, then what you're doing is you're siding with evil, you're siding with worthlessness, you're siding with wickedness, you're siding with the devil instead of siding with the Lord. So at that point, you have to start asking yourself, which team am I on? Right? Because these are some of these defining issues that actually the Lord is telling us here can help us discern and parse where we're walking and maybe where others around us are walking. It's, it's, it's a blessing sometimes when things just become that clear. It's uncomfortable, but it's a blessing. So anyways, I could probably talk for days on that. Um, but anyway, hey, look, I just want to throw that out there. I hope you guys study the Bible every morning 
Um, I, I just prayerfully try to do things um, that the Lord puts on my heart. Um, I had a, I had a really great, but before jumping into uh, Proverbs here, um, what I did, which was super fun, is I started at the end of the New Testament and I went backwards. So like, you know, I read Revelation and then I went back, I forget what's right before Revelation, 3 John, I don't know. Um, I'm so not good at biblical order, um, but I just kept moving backwards. And that was super cool to work through the epistles and then through Acts and then go back into the Gospels. It was very interesting to me uh, to read it in that chronology. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever kind of been through something where you watch it and rewind. It, it's just kind of very insightful. So went through that journey. That was really amazing and um, excited to get into the book of Proverbs here and, and learn about wisdom and, and all that good stuff. Okay, I'm going to stop pontificating and blabbering. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the Save Them podcast. Um, when it does come to the work we do, please don't forget us at savethem.org. And if you have anybody who needs assistance or um, just needs someone to maybe listen to them and maybe help route their concerns to others who might be able to help, let us know. We will always do the best we can. We don't know everything about everything, and we don't know everybody who does know everything, but we can try our best to route people's needs and to assist wherever we can. All right, this is Landon, and, you know, before I cut off there, I just want us to never... Please never, Lord, 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 never let us be discouraged or unthankful for the ability to operate within your character, Lord. And 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 here, here here's why I, I pray that if the Lord hates things and identifies them as an abomination then it is incumbent upon us as the body of Christ to be thankful, thankful that we are able to see that, to personalize it, um, to um, internalize it, just to, to really attempt to understand and to walk in the mind and the heart of the Lord because he's told us here, he's written it out for us. He's explained his character to us. And so when we actually resonate with his character and the world tells us that we're operating outside of the values that are acceptable in the world, but we know that we're aligned with the character of God, then we can be thankful that we have the appropriate eternal benchmark by which to pursue our thoughts, emotions, and the actions in our lives so that our feet, will make haste to run to the Lord and away from evil. I think that's a, a real blessing on the believer, and it's a blessing on those of us whom the Holy Spirit is allowing to see his word bear fruit in our lives. It, it's just so amazing. And, and actually in this week, um, as, as we head into the, the holidays here in November um, and Thanksgiving and all that good stuff, let us be thankful that the Lord has equipped us with the Holy Spirit and with rational mind and rational thought to think, how can what my heart and soul is telling me and what the 
Holy Spirit is illuminating for me. How can I then put that into action and turn into reality what begins with thought and love within our hearts? But let's let's action it. Um, let's not just talk about it. So that's that's where we can be thankful uh, that we have that opportunity. And let's go get her done. You know, that's that's the deal. So, okay, now I am really going to sign off, and I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday for those of you in the USA. And for those around the world, let's, let's let every day be a day of thanks to the Lord that we get to breathe one more breath and that we have been called to be his children, that we may walk with him. And if, if you're not walking with the Lord, I encourage you to get on your knees and fall into obedience to the Lord God and to call on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to make him the Lord of your life because only in that walk will you find peace and joy that surpasses all understanding. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And this is Landon, and I'm out. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Them podcast. As always, you can find us at savethem.org. See you next time. Thank you, and donkey.